Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Cracker, a.k.a. I'm just podcast. Folks, it is a Wednesday. It is my day off from work. I'm um, going to talk about work a little bit later. Uh, today, I got my buddy Ron with me, and we're going to talk about life and, and you know, his van and his struggles with MD or muscular dystrophy. So we're, we'll talk about a little bit of everything. So what's going on, Ron? How, How you, you doing, Dre? Good to be here, buddy. So nice morning. Beautiful yeah, it out. Is. It's uh, weather's nice. I don't know exactly what the temperature is because I haven't been outside yet. But yeah, and it, it's been a while since we've done another podcast. I've been quite busy with my uh, my van's been in the shop, and um, um, come to find out the, uh, the the condenser on it and some of the parts needed to be replaced. So it's still in there, and it's been in there now for about a week. Um, and hopefully Friday I'll get it back, and then we can get back to normal. Because without the van, it's really hard to get around or you know do things and have to depend on other people to give me rides. So um, yeah, hopefully they'll get that fixed Friday. We're crossing our fingers, so we're we're looking, we're hoping that. Um, so now you got some stuff wrong with your car too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Okay. So. First-time listeners, multi-time listeners are coming back on the show. So, Ron has MD. He just got his van about six months ago. That's the, muscular dystrophy, by the way. Not, not, um, uh, not, uh, anyway, keep going, sorry. So, I'll think of it. Yeah, it's all right. So, he got a van about six months ago, and we, and he needed a vehicle to get around yep. point A to point B. Remember, Ron lost the use of his leg because he fell and the his broke the femur broke his yep. femur, so he was in in a situation where a he would never drive again, or b he would have to well b he would have to have people drive him everywhere. Mm-hmm. His wife, and God bless her soul, yeah, she yeah, just can't do everything ar- around Ron's schedule or her schedule because they're. Two opposites, but Ron got very lucky with a friend who has somewhat the same thing or something. Same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So different. He's situation. had a van for about thirteen years. He decided he needed to upgrade, and clearly when Ron got the upgrade, I mean the the van. Hypothetically, you always knew that you have kind of had to put money into it because, as right, yeah. At, at the time, his ramp worked for a bit and then it didn't work and they had to get a new um, motor, yeah. a new motor for that yeah. and it's very expensive. and it's very it, it, it is very well, expensive I'll, I'll be honest with you the motor alone was twelve hundred dollars okay that's just the motor and that's not counting parts and labor so i spent quite a bit but my idea is that if, if you get a vehicle like this you're responsible for the maintenance and that maintenance can be very expensive and even if you get a used one um, now, with a newer one, you're probably going to have better luck with it running and not being faulty because it's not worn out yet. But if you have one that's been used and worn out, it's rusty, and it, it's going to need a little work. But all in all, I think the price is right because they didn't pay a cent for it. It was donated. So luckily, I had a good friend like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite thankful. It's great. So what's interesting about this is, like, when I first time rode with you, you had to drive with your hands because you can't lose use your feet. Right. So he, you basically will accelerate with one hand, mm-hmm. and then you turn with your left, whatever your turn right. signals yep. is yep. on your left hand as well. well I, I do my my left hand is for forward and stop. 
Okay. My right hand is on the wheel, and I have a what they call a knicker knob, which is, a, and I'm sure you people out there might have heard this, it's a knob that goes on your steering wheel that you can grab, and when you turn the wheel around, it helps you grip it. Now, with a, now it used to be I could use my just a palm of my hand on that, but that can be dangerous if you're sweaty or the wheel slip. So a knicker knob is great. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend that, too, for all you guys out there with us. That, uh, I have helps one out. of those. Yeah, Andre has one also, too. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> When I was younger, they wanted me to have it on, and they, they, I have an, a turning uh, extension too, which right. I use. Turn signal, yeah. But it's uh, it's a it's a very avid, it's a very good way for Ron to be to to travel. He can go to his friend's Jason's house. Yep. More freedom. Just he can. Well, now you'll be able to take Jerry around, mm-hmm. and when it's your turn to mm-hmm. go around and pick him up for. Yep. Brewing companies or brewing yep. places. We'll talk yep. about that a little bit yeah, as well. We'll cover that later. So, however, so Ron is trying to f- figure out his life and trying to get figure out how to use his trans- transportation. But however, I want to go back to last week Thursday mm-hmm. when the when the local Grand Rapids all the way down to Detroit had a tornado warning and everything else. Yes. Was it? tell you what i tell you my story okay. so all day it was super super humid remember that day yep i remember that day. super yes. hot and it looked like it was going to storm mm-hmm. but it didn't during the day mm-hmm. so either i'm at work and looking outside and I go outside and I get to my car go home and it's super humid just humid yeah that was a humid day. and then i and then i uh get home and I'm going to go on the computer and do some programming stuff or music stuff, whatever I was going to do. And as I look up at about, I think it was like 8 o'clock. Okay. A little bit before, a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. And then everything just kind of stopped. And then what I saw next is the wind just turning and turning. And then my phone goes off. Right. The warning. Everything. All right. In the 1970s, 60s, 80s, the, the National Weather Advisory would yeah. go on your TV. Yep. You have National a TV Weather on service. and they'll give you directions. If you have your TV on. Yeah. But if you didn't have your TV on and the radio. they wouldn't call you on the phone or the radio, you're, you were fine. But if you didn't have those on, you were screwed. And I remember those days. And that was kind of scary back then because... You hit now nowadays if you're on your phone, which most people are, and they have cell phones, it'll it'll pop up as a warning. And I figured it was because I could tell. I mean, it was like when I heard it, it was I can't remember what time it was, but I know it was at night. And oh, I remember yeah. it was raining, and it was weird because the sky was kind of bright with just like flash lightning, and I hear lightning, and yeah, I hear thunder. some thunder. But then off in the distance, I could hear maybe like it sounded like a freight train, like a low rumble. And I'm thinking that was probably what the tornado was a tornado. You could barely hear it, but you knew something was there. Well, you know, it's and funny. The sirens went off and everything. So, yeah, I was in bed at the time. But you were in bed about that time? Yes. We were, yeah, yep. I, oh was, I went to bed early that night. I really? remember that. And the wife Holy and I cow. are sitting there in bed, and I'm going, oh, my God, should we go down the basement? Should we get up and go in the basement? Or, well... If it, if we're going to go, we better go. And I thought, well, and then the siren stopped and everything's back to normal. So luckily we didn't get hit by it, but I could hear it. 
Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. I tell you, all right. So this, all right. So you got the the view or the warning that wasn't that a big deal because they didn't go through your area. Right. However, mm-hmm. in my place, in my situation, there I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the sixth floor, folks. Right. Yeah. That's, so I see yeah. the wind is blowing and everything just kind of stops. Yeah. When a storm, it's like what's it called? The calmness. Calm because before the storm. Calm yes, that's before, correct. Yep. That's what it was. It was like, oh my God, it's calm. And then you see the wind, you see the trees, you yeah. see the branch. I, I don't live on a lot of trees. I have lived by a park, but then you see these trees, see trees just blowing swaying. back and forth. Yeah. And then I get a warning. And then I didn't. And then told me to go to my bathroom of all places to hide. But you know what, folks? I'm telling you what. I didn't play stupid. Right. I'm like I'm on the sixth floor. I got two effing big windows. Yeah. And it just doesn't take much to. No, for, it, it could take yeah. maybe a thirty or forty hour yeah. mile, uh, thirty to forty or fifty mile uh, windstorm, and those mm-hmm. windows would probably start shifting back and forth, mm-hmm. and come to find out, it was like seventy miles an hour or yep. eighty. Those windows would have just bursted, probably popped right out, popped yeah. easily. I would have probably might slit my throat by that yeah. glass. You know, and and those are thin windows too. Now, you people can't see this, but. They're double pane windows, but you can still hear things through it. You can still hear people outside. You can hear the traffic, of course. And it's almost like you don't have any windows at all. You do, but you think that in an apartment you would have more sound privacy, but you don't. And being that this is apartment, you know, for different people and whatever, um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's it. But that's, that's kind of dangerous, too. I mean... You know, maybe that's why they have you go in your bathroom because if if the windows did shatter, well, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, I would have to close the doors. Yeah, I I would have to close my doors. Right. And then all my doors. Mm -hmm. Right. And then go in the bathroom and in the tub. But to be honest with you, that'd be really unsafe. Mm -hmm. So if you ever in an apartment complex Mm -hmm. and a tornado coming through, Mm -hmm. go downstairs. Don't take the elevator. Take the stairway. I went all the way down sixth floor. I ain't messing around, dude. Mother yep. Nature is not with. She don't care about who the hell you are. She's like, oh, look, 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 We'll just oh. skip him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, the storm, like, storm, like, oh, right. I'm going to yeah. fuck this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I wasn't, I wasn't going to take my chances. No, so when I get scary. down there, two young black ladies down there, mm-hmm. three young black ladies, and the youngest girl. So we, I'm on the first floor, and there, you know how that um, door to the first floor you open up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you, I mean, b- between the stairway. Yeah, the stairwell so, and that door. So yeah. basically, yeah. is I'm the safest spot, but I'm not in the safest spot, because come to find out, the soil mm-hmm. on this property, mm-hmm. they were questioning about the soil. Oh. So. It's unstable. not. It's not technically is stable, but it's not great. Oh. And the, I guess the infrastructure in this building oh. is real. It's the up to date stuff. Right. But to be honest with but. you, I feel safe. Well, I feel pretty safe in this building. Oh, I don't yeah, think. Sure. I really it's, don't think a storm it, is. It's going. mostly concrete construction. It's basically our ceiling. If you look up, it's concrete slabs that are laid. And the walls, um, um, the, the exterior walls and some of the interior walls are probably two by fours and stuff. But yes, it's it's quite looks quite heavy duty. So, um. so I, that's just 
it's amazing. And then, of course, mm. coming to find out, we open the door and there is like maybe 15 people or 10 people at the most down on the first floor, all by, by the uh, guest where the guests will be waiting for. Okay. All those windows are open. Yep. Okay. Which I'm like, why would you guys sit sit right here? By the windows, yeah. By exactly the windows. Right, yeah. And she's like, what she says, like, if the tornado started, well, one of the girls said, if the tornado started to hit come in our apartment, yeah, they would run out of the out of, out of the building. But I'm like, where would you go? Because it's like an 80 mile hour fast, yeah, hundred miles shit around and throwing stuff shit and, around, yeah, right? So you running out of the building would not be a wise idea. That would, yeah. I mean, Quite where dangerous. would you go? I mean, yeah. It, well, you got to stay in the shelter. You don't want to run out in the middle of, in the middle of it because you got the wind. Is, you're not protected, basically, there's right? Cars yeah. and vehicles, doors yeah. the, of the vehicles, trash, trash the, cans, oh, everything. Yeah, everything. Get, yep. Man, you get knocked the f out. But you know that's what's, what's so crazy about it. Like, why would you even do that? And yeah, I didn't want to question it. Right. Right. And it's funny because this girl. Well, you like this. This girl said like. Is that guy running against the wind? And I looked at her like, you mean Bob Seger's song? Running against the wind? <laughs> and she cracked up. She was like my Is age. Okay. That's and, good. Uh, every, all I these like other younger kids, they have a clue what I was talking no, about. No, they didn't. No, but they, it's they funny don't. because no. because it's like I got her to calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. and was well, She was pretty calm, but it was something like a refreshing moment right. about the whole thing. But I know I did notice though, when I was on the first floor, is that, is that northwest, where it right. had Plainfield uh, area. Okay. And then it shifted all the way to Detroit. Well, that north northwest area. Okay. You know, was it? Yeah, it was northwest. The sky was yellow. Is that tornado? Yeah, look? yeah, I remember, yeah I remember. Is that, that what that, they looked like? It was like yellow. It was like is a it, yellow, bright tornadoes? yellow. Yeah, that's. Is that what tornadoes look like? The well, sky? It, it, you don't. I, I don't really know because when we did have a tornado at my house, um, how was that? Uh, oh, maybe ten years ago. I can't remember. It went through Wyoming, and and luckily we didn't have any damage. But a lot of people around me and my neighbor. Their uh, power poles would snap off their buildings, or the uh, branch would go through their roof, or whatever. Not too bad, and no one was injured or killed. But yeah, I do remember that. But I remember during the storm the other night when we had the storm, the sky was like a yellow. It was weird with flashy yellow, and then you could hear the wind, and yeah, it was kind of spooky. That's scary. The gods are coming for us. Yes, that's what it was. They were coming Zeus and all the gods are there. But, um, oh yeah. So and, what's the next day we got to uh, talk about? my wheelchair now i've got a regular wheelchair um and it's it's what they call a indoor wheelchair where it's just designed for maybe senior citizens or people that you know might have to use it now and then but not to be in all day and it's it's built and it's falling apart and uh, so i thought well i have to get a new wheelchair so we made a schedule for an appointment down a uh, mary free bed and I went down and we got, I got measured. Um, they recommended what I wanted, you know, let me look through a catalog, pick the color, da, 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 whatever. Um, got everything going and then, uh, then supposedly got impro- approved. Um, and then my insurance com- company co- calls me and I'm going to mention any names, but um, 
they say at first they say, oh yeah, you're fine, you're qualified, you know, they're gonna be certified, da, 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 get this, get that. And then to come to find out, I get another call and then they say, we're not. So the company that I was going through that would supply the, the equipment or the wheelchair was not in cahoots with the other company's insurance. So that didn't work out. So I didn't know this until they finally found this out. So somebody messed up, somebody screwed up because they didn't let me know or they weren't aware of that. So I was along the line to where I was getting this chair and everything was fine and then they pulled the rug out from under. It's very, it's really frustrating because of the fact that nobody's there to find this out. You have to really do a lot of detective work sometimes when you have this done or get it, uh, your equipment. Um, and if you have somebody that can, like um, somebody that can stick up for your, or like my wife, she helps out a lot too. She's good on the phone. So it's, it was really frustrating. So now I'm going to probably end up getting different insurance. And it, once this all this debacle is done with, we probably won't be until at least January. So right. I'm set back again. So, so I'm really frustrated about that. But I think, I think, you know, I think for the crowd folks, I think you should talk about what insurance company that says, because if we have other people with muscular, dis I can't even pronounce that word. Muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Muscular dystrophy. Dystrophy. It's okay. A it's a hard one. <laughs> That's right. Hello. Hello. I can't pronounce nothing, mate. <laughs> a dystrophy. So, I think you should mm -hmm. say who they are well, because okay, that way I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to say Because it, it's not like this, they're going to kick it, you off yeah, of insurance it, now. Well, it's Humana. Yeah, that's what I and, thought it was. And one of the, uh, the, the um, outfits is um, uh, Airway Oxygen. So, yeah, okay. Well, I'm spreading the news here, so I guess I can say the names. Sorry, Airway. Sorry, Humana, but so they don't, you know how I think. So they don't work together? No, they will not. Nope. They will not take, if you have that insurance, they will not participate with that insurance. Now, they used to, but they changed their policy. See, what happens sometimes you get into something, and midstream they change the policy. Oh, well, we don't cover that anymore. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't you tell me beforehand that you were going to do this or you were thinking about this, but no one told me? It's like, it's kind of like working in an office. If you didn't get the memo, you have no clue. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the memo. That's the best way to explain it in a nutshell. I think it's frustrating. You know what I think you should do? What's that? I know it's going to be a little bit more work, but I really think that you and your wife should write a letter to your a congressman. You know, I, and that did cross my mind. That's true. Yeah, I think I could do that and see what we can do about that. Because um, I think, I think the problem is that if your wife, let's say she, I don't know, didn't exist right. or passed away mm -hmm. a month after your accident, right? What the hell you would have been doing? I would have been screwed. See, I don't see. He, she handles a lot of the insurance work and all that. I I don't. I'm the I'm the laborer around the house. I do this and fix that, and she does all the paperwork. Cause I I that paperwork and me we just don't get along, and I can't concentrate. Where she has the ability to pay the bills good and everything, so we just do it our separate ways. And I don't ask her about what she does, and she doesn't ask me about what I do. So we get along pretty good. But it does pop up now and then. Well, but. again, this is. I mean, this is a good example of. Of like multitasking in a way that you or anyone can actually learn from something. Yeah, right. But so for, I would suggest for you to do is probably be more be more active on the paperwork now because 
you just don't know how much longer either of you guys yeah, gonna be. Yeah, that, well, that's existence. that's that's a thought. True. I mean, I could do it if I had to. I mean, I I used to do it when I was when I was a bachelor, of course. But once you get used to this, and there's she's got a lot of stuff on her on her plate. There's bills and stuff, and I would be. I think I would be totally lost because I that's not my focus in life is is I'm the repairer and the fixer and the builder well, and yeah the, and the uh, you know but, the cleaner where she does a lot of that stuff too but I let it because in my marriage it flows better because if we have one thing that we can take care of we because we don't do the bills together because that can end up in an argument and that's the way it used to be. Right. And I think you should have one. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or if it's a gal. It, you know, it, it, nowadays it doesn't matter. If you put one person that would be responsible about it and not have to worry about overpaying or underpaying or borrowing money or you see what I'm saying? And if you don't, you know what's going on, but you don't get in a nitty gritty because that could raise an argument. Nitty gritty. But I, mean, I still. That's, that's that, but that I my experience anyway. But yeah, but I still think. But I still think that you should, with your wheelchair and your vehicle and all this stuff right you should kind of have those paperwork uh, well, so that you actually know what you have to no, do in I, case well, your wife gets sick with a van that's no problem i mean that I, I know the paperwork i know what's been done on it i yeah. they keep it up here but and, the wheelchair and, and all that i yeah i would strongly oh, suggest right. it no I, I i do now as far as paperwork goes like receipts yeah. i always save my all my automotive receipts but any i know receipt i know again, nothing new i save those because yeah. you're not you might need them someday, IRS or whatever, yeah. you know. So I'm responsible for that. But do I get down? No. And as of right now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's, well, I, I think what we'll probably end up doing is, I don't want to jinx myself, but probably look into living wills and stuff and maybe get that all set up in case something does, God forbid, knock on wood, happen. Okay. We're going to be real here, realistic. But thank God nothing would happen. But if that, circumstance does happen to come up i i see your point you're saying that maybe i should look into it and get ready if if i have to take that over is that what you mean like, well yeah kinda, i mean yeah. you just never know just, right. i mean like no, you know you know i think my you know. i'll use you yeah. I, i'll use my me as an example okay my siblings you know my little sister one of my little sisters or younger sisters she recently came back okay in the big picture of the whole family and no more than a second, third time we brought things up. Right. She was uh, acknowledging, like, hey, so you're going to start collecting disability. I'm like, well, why would I do that? First right. of all, I wouldn't do that because I would start losing money. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I don't want to be controlled by anybody. So everything is about control. So the government... Would then be responsible for my what I, what I can make and not what can I not make, or I would be responsible for what the government expects of me and not expecting me. Mm -hmm. Second of all, like I said before, if I d do that, mm -hmm. my family members then can dictate what they want to do with me right. in the long run. So I'll probably never ever quit working. I'm probably going to have to find a a factory job or something. But as of right now, I'm working at a rehab center. And and that's something that a lot of people are very confused about how right. independent I am. Like I I finally You're figured out very independent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, but I finally figured out that I need to put money away right. for my retirement. <clears throat> now 
I'm working at the rehab center. I'm not in love with the place really right now because the management doesn't follow through with the other employees and it makes everyone else's job more difficult. You can't, if you have the same rules for everyone, but half the crew doesn't listen to those rules, then you're not as management doing your job. Exactly. Right on. I get you. So saying that, the reason why I'm sticking with this job is because I need to stop going from one place to another and I need to create my assets. So when I was younger, I never thought about retirement. I never thought no, about. No, you don't. Well, no one it, really does, but sure, you right. should. But sure. I, I, yeah. tell, I, right. I, I tell people this. Back then, I didn't make a lot of money. Mm-mm. So every, all my, a lot of the money would go out to my rent. Mm-hmm. Then I would have just enough for my car insurance. And then just enough for food and all that. It may be like a couple times a week to go out. But the thing is, like, back in my 20s, I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends. And we used to go out. Partying and, yeah. Go out drinking every mm-hmm. every weekend. And I loved it. Oh. But the thing is. Blast. The thing is, like, I lost out maybe, oh, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. By not putting like twenty five bucks in every paycheck, even if it's that literally that dumbass small, you like oh what? it adds up. It adds up. You'd be surprised. Interest it rates does, and yes. the economy mm-hmm. and all that. Of course, you have your ups and downs. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah, it's gonna go so, up and down. Yeah. So basically, I decided. Well, forget about it. I'm gonna get. It. I'm gonna. Well, I went to this. Well, I talked to my uh, brother-in-law. And he connected me to a guy with, well, I kind of wanted to go to a guy that was surrounded by the John Ramsey stuff, the Ramsey guy. Okay. So you're talking more, investor? Yeah. So, okay, good. So I'm an okay. investor. Matt's, it's mansonmoney.com or .org. Okay. And it, they're that organization that will show you how the 500 club or 500, the best 500 businesses and all that. Mm-hmm. So, most people out there know that Ramsey Belt is getting out of debt. I'm not really in debt at all. Well, that's good. But I need a structure. But I really knew my structure. I just wanted to put more money into that, to my retirement, along with my 401kb at the rehab center. So, I'm matching my pay at at this rehab center, and then I'm going to accumulate... Maybe, maybe a lot of maybe two hundred thousand dollars with my four hundred KB, and then I'm gonna accumulate about two hundred fifty thousand with my investment. Okay. But by doing that, I'm setting myself up so that I'm never gonna get controlled by by my siblings. I see. You're right. Yeah. So the thing is, like, what I'm doing is that. So you'll be able to manage your own money. Is that what you're saying? Well. Yeah, it, okay. and I think it's very important for people, even if you're disabled, if you have the if 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 you have the right mind, cognitive thinking. And what I mean, not just the right mind to be a good person and all that, but you got cognitive thinking, right? And you can know what is right and what's wrong. Sure. And you have enough backbone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to anybody. Like my, I'll give you another example. My my brother-in-law. Found out that I was gonna that I'm gonna get a sleeve tattoo. All right. 
I'm gonna put Ozzy Osbourne and Guns N' Roses logo, and then I'm gonna put my favorite teams on there. Okay. And then so on and so forth. And he's Mr. Judgmental, and he's really been he's always really judgmental. He's like, okay. yeah, well, he doesn't. Great. He thinks that in order to be a good person, you just have to be a a particular boring person doing the same thing. He tells you good jokes. But his standard of living is very up here, but it's not really up there at all. You just live in a nice neighborhood. Everyone looks okay. the same. You just, yeah. It just Everyone like acts the same. You go to church. Okay. That's fine. Yep. But people like me, I like to be, like they, my sisters, and most of my sisters and my brother, they would hate to live downtown. Like, for me to go to different bars and different restaurants and different places. Well, that's the beauty of And it. just not really people watch. Yeah. I don't mind there to watch people. I'm just there to actually be surrounded by different people and just yeah. hear noise. Yeah. It's well, not it, like it, I'm listening to their it's conversation. It's the a place. And, and the best thing about living downtown is that you can walk anywhere down here pretty much. And I've been down here with Dre and, we've, and I've rolled rather. But a lot of places are close by. So every any night of the week you can go anywhere you want to within walking distance and plus the fact you're not driving so there's another plus so if you have a little too much you're going to be walking you aren't going to be driving your car so that's i can see that that's that's the good part but some people just don't like the crowdedness they don't like all the buildings they don't like all the and you know what i'm saying i mean i like downtown and i don't i mean there's certain things i like and certain things i don't same thing with like chicago it's okay to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. It's just too noisy and too things are going too quick for me. Too quick. Huh? Now, Grand Rapids is, is a busy city, but it's not as big as Chicago. I mean, it's nothing compared to that. But it, from where we're located now, unless next to Mel Trotter, we hear, uh, matter of fact, last night, I think we should mention it. Last night there was, I, I guess you could call it a riot. There are people arguing and yelling and screaming and throwing all kinds of fit. And um, and we could hear sirens in the background. So, and I guess that wasn't pertaining to what was happening. But I guess the people heard those and thought, "Oh, we'd better run now." And then five minutes later, it was gone. So, that's the first time I've heard anything that loud here before. That was the first, even for Sean too. Sean was sitting last night. He's like, "Wow, this is the first time for me." And I'm like, "Yeah." So, yeah, it was it was quite scary. So basically, it so I live I live in a seven floor building mm-hmm. there's a building next to it that used to be purple east and then back then the 2000s they tried to make it to a skate park inside mm-hmm. but it's a really it's and a really it, short yeah. building yeah, but right? because the the way that the infrastructure of it and mm-hmm. the it, it, there's a parking lot between us the sound carries Oh, it does. It bounces it's off the buildings it too. Bounces off buildings. Mm-hmm. So you sound. It sounds like you're on the first floor, and they're standing next to the window, and exactly. going back and forth. Yeah. It's now, weird. It's, you hear it, but you look out. You don't see anything because you're six floors up. You aren't going to see unless you get to the window. You look down. Of course, sure. Well, right. and you know, some days it's not bad. I've been here some nights where it's you might hear a little bit, but it's not as not like last night. Nothing like last night. No. No. What else do we have on the list? Oh yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna bring up subject of getting old with muscular dystrophy. Um, in in my case, and Andre's not as old as I am. He's in his 40s, and we won't say exactly. But anyway, and I'm 62. 
Um, and I noticed now with my muscular dystrophy, I do have a chance of losing muscle mass. And I've noticed in, in the past couple months or year that I've lost some weight. I'm down to, I was 150, now I'm down to 148. And does it have to do with age? No, it has to do with my condition because muscle in my body deteriorates and it's called atrophy. And atrophy is your muscle wastes away. Now, if you stay active and you not necessarily exercise, but stay active, that slows it down. It doesn't cure it, but it slows it down. It's still gonna happen, but not as quick. Now that's what I've been told, and I've been trying to practice that. But eventually it does catch up with you. Now I had my lower extremities when it started out with, but as years go on, it works its way up. Oh, it wow. works, and I didn't know that. And I asked several docs, am I gonna get it up here too? We're not sure. You could, you couldn't, we don't know. We, you got one thing that, that, cause everybody with my condition has one little thing different. It could be a heart condition. It could be asthma. It could be, we're all the same, but we're different. Oh. And so we you can't signify one certain person. It's got to be, you know. So dealing with that and getting old at the same time, I mean, you're, you're going to get old. You've got, you know, arthritis. Um, I've got a heart condition. Regardless if I had this or not, I, I've got it now because that's what I get, heart my cardiomyopathy. Um, so it all adds up together. But getting old and having it is a different story too. They both, you're getting a double whammy. One, because your muscles are wasting away, and two, you're getting old. And, and and it's like you're, I feel, some days I feel like I'm 85. Oh, really? I just, I just feel that way. Some days I don't. It, I have good days and bad days, which everybody does. Some, some people do. Mm -hmm. And being old, you know, that, that doesn't, doesn't help me. But, I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen regardless. I mean, you can slow it down, but it's, eventually it's going to add up and, you know, so. so you're saying that when you get to a certain point, right, your disability or your disease will manually put you in a chair that you can't move. Right, pretty much. That's the way it seems. Because now I've noticed that I'm getting weaker. My, I don't have the strength I used to. I mean, I can still lift some things and move some things and grab some things, but that is slowly going too. And you notice it. I mean, you can when, when you get old or you have this. You notice things like that. And unfortunately, I can't even pick up my cat. I have a cat. She only weighs maybe eight, nine pounds. I can't pick her up, not from the ground. I have no. Yeah, nope. Really? Nope. I mean, a couple of months ago, you could. I'm, uh, yeah, so that's that's how it's going. That's how it's, you know, it, it's. I, I think it, it, to a certain, my theory is that a certain time in life, you're at this mode, and then all of a sudden, acceleration kicks in, and then it starts moving faster. And I think the older you get, the faster it goes. Because you're, in my theory, now I could have there could be somebody just like me has the same thing I do, but they could be totally different. Now, when I was younger in my twenties, I was fine. I'd fall down now and then. I couldn't do steps that well, but I still wasn't. I was still able to walk around and maybe not fall down, and I was a little bit more stable and a lot stronger. There's more things I could, I could climb a ladder, could do this. But as years go by, it changes. It goes downhill. You slowly dwindle away. And it's, it's really frustrating because I'm a hands-on guy. I like to do stuff myself. I like to. And when I can't do that, it's frustrating. It's I wonder, really. I wonder if they, I mean, to me, I think it's kind of, I mean, I wonder if they could give you steroids. No, it wouldn't work. If you can't, once the muscle is dystrophin in the muscle, once you have it, you can't reverse. Now, if there's a cure, maybe. But 
they're going to do Duchenne's first, which is the younger kids. Um, they with Duchenne's with, with my condition. What's Shen's? Duchenne's is um, oh. the kid children usually get it, and their age, they're usually their peak is about their twenties. But nowadays, Duchenne's kids with different therapies, they're living longer. They're oh. still dying, but they're living longer. So, I, mean, so they, I think if any, they're going to cure anything. They're going to go with the kids first, and then the adults, and then down the line. If if, if this does happen, well, it, we don't know if there's a cure in sight or not. There's gene therapies. It, it gets really complicated. So what are you saying? Duchenne's is like an escalation, or ex, uh, it's an escalation. It's, it's a it's a different type of dystrophy. There's 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 several different types. There's but does it take? But it must attack spinal the atrophy. But it must attack the heart or the lungs. It, or it does. It depends on who you are. And, and with the Shen's kids, I think they might. Have, but I have, I have heart problems, and most people with muscular dystrophy do have problems. Some, I, matter of fact, I was to a, a get together one time, and there was two twins sitting in front of me, and they both had uh, heart replacement surgeries. They both had heart replacement. Their oh hearts my, were replaced. Really? They were that bad. Yeah. Oh my lord. Now I've got cardiomyopathy. Now as long as I maintain and I take my medication and I don't overdo it and party too much. I'm fine. But that has nothing to do. Does that have to do with your muscular deficiency? Or yes, does that that, because the heart is a muscle also. Yeah, or does so that have to do with the fact that you had a heart attack? Well, no, that was probably, that was going to happen regardless. Okay, that, and that's oh. because I have cardiomyopathy. And it was, luckily, it was a mild heart attack. I could feel I was awake through the whole thing. There was no stroke. There was no, you know, nothing like that. Luckily, fortunately, not going to thank God, but... Your wife made uh, yeah, you go to and the wife was, and she made me. I remember that because we're sitting in bed. It was in the morning because we ordered breakfast. We were eating breakfast in bed. She went out to the restaurant, got some food, brought it back, and I'm eating the bacon, and I'll never get this. And she goes, are you all right? And I go, what do you mean? She goes, you look kind of different. I said, I don't know. I'm done. She goes, and I go to reach for something, and my shoulder hurts, and both shoulders hurt. Then my neck hurts, and I'm thinking, hmm, something's wrong. She goes, we should get this checked out. We need we need to check this out. We need to see what's going on here. Um, so we did, and yes, I did have a heart attack, but a mild. You know what's so. you know what's weird though is that you, your neck and your shoulder was all sore and whatever, mm -hmm. just like what most heart attacks are. Yeah, right arm is sore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but what's no what's weird that what's weird is that you went to the hospital, mm -hmm. the doctors ch checked you out. Right, and then you stayed what overnight? Oh gosh, um, Two no, I I went, I, I went. They got me there. It was that was at west or south or southeast and uh, down here by Byron Center off of Byron Center. Yeah, and it's a metro. 64th Metro. It's metro but now it's and then I went to St. Mary's. They shipped me because my hospital is St. Mary's. Then I went there and stayed another. I believe it was two or three days, maybe a week at the most. Not anything, just to make sure. Everything was fine. They adjusted my medications and put me on more medications. And got with a cardiologist and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, it's better now. I haven't had any problems. I've been taking my meds. But here's another thing about, and I'm going to gripe about this too, not only the wheelchair but medication. Um, I'm in what's called a donut hole. And it's where you spend a certain amount of money, and once you get in the donut hole, you have to pay full price. Now, this medication, I had to pay for 30 pills. 30 pills, I had to pay almost $200. That's almost 5 to $6 a piece for a pill, and there's no generic. 
And what ticks me off is that when my cardiologist, he's a younger guy, he's probably in his late 30s, maybe early 40s, whatever. I still consider that young. And says, well, let's let's get you on Jardians. I'm like, okay, what's Jardians? And can you explain it? Yeah, da, 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 da. I said, well, is the price? Well, it's kind of expensive. I said, is there a generic? And he said, no. And I said, wait a minute. This is really new stuff. Oh, yeah, it's too new to have a generic yet. And I says, well, so why am I on this? Well, and then he said, well, if you have any problems with her, you can't afford it, just let us know. Well, they can't do anything. I make too much money. My wife and I make too much money, so we can't afford we we can't do it because we're not as we're not poor enough. Oh, wow. Basically, that's what it comes down to. It's just ridiculous. And here I'm saying, hey, look, you know, if you could lawyer. So what I'm end up may end up doing is switching insurances and then maybe getting a different cardiologist or going and getting another opinion from another cardiologist, maybe one that's older, or ask around because this guy would say, here, go to this guy. We'll recommend this guy. And I'm like, okay, is he okay? Well, yeah, but. So, you know, and that's frustrating too. I mean, he's a doctor. He should know what he's doing. But I'm thinking, I'm wondering if these drug companies egg these doctors on to try to get people to buy the more expensive stuff so they make more money. It's yeah, greed. Yeah, that's what it does. It's the, it's and, the and pharmaceutical. It's got, yeah, and the pharmaceutical companies yeah. are terrible. And, and right, they're in co right along there next to the damn insurance companies. We discussed this earlier. It's terrible. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, we're just, we're trying to make a living. We're trying to be honest. We're trying to, you know, get by here. We're not going to ask for any handouts. And yet, now we make too much money. And we're we're still poor. I'm not, not you know, not starving. But, you know, I mean, it just. Well, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that as you get older, mm -hmm. everything kind of sucks. It does. It gets worse, I think. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I'm lucky enough that. I kind of always had to look out for myself and my health because of my cerebral palsy or stroke, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe I, I became too conscious about it. But I tell you what, when I stopped hanging out with a couple of these guys, I used to drink yeah. every the, day, the every weekend in the crew. <laughs> I mean, I stopped drinking pop. I stopped. And mm -hmm. every once in a while, I still have pop but or soda. I do too, yeah. But, I mean, lately... I've been taking my my vitamins, like my multivitamins. Yeah, I take those. I have um, old people vitamins. I take. You take. Yeah. You know but I take I take the multivitamins from from the vitamin store. Right. I take uh, I take this Lion's Maid. Okay. Which is a supplement, or a mushroom supplement that. Heals the brain or it gets the brain active oh, okay. and a lot of concentration. Okay. It's well, it's like kind of like a kind of brain food or brain, almost like a coffee booster without taking coffee. Oh, okay. So okay, I mean, there's so many other nutrients to it. It's an old oh. Chinese Asian. Oh, you can get in all a, kinds of different Asian stuff. Um, I take um, I take my fish oil. I, I heard that's good. Yep, I take. My good. my when well, when it's not sunny outside in, in in Michigan, I take my vitamin D. Yep, that's good uh, for your your yeah. I take sunshine B, gives you vitamin D. That's I right. I take B twelve, but that's good too. Apparently, if your urine is super yellow, mm -hmm. it means you have too much B twelve. Okay, so I don't take that all the time. Okay, and then I take it starts with an M. Um, um, um meta oh, what? It's oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. What it's, is like it? a, it's like a supplement, like a, I can't remember that, but I know what you're talking about. So it's meta something. 
I yeah, let me check. I think my wife takes it. Keep talking yeah, to them. Yeah, we'll see what your wife takes. But yeah, we, you know, I with me and medications, I only just take a daily vitamin, an old fogey daily vitamin. It has B12 and all the goodies in it. I haven't looked up in the on the label yet, but uh, multivitamin. But there's other people like you that would take different types of vitamins or B12 or, you know, vitamin D or, you know, you have a regiment. You um, know. I actually take magnesium. Magnesium. Ah, that's it. Magnesium. You know what? Yes. Yeah. I have, okay. tic- I have TikTok. And uh, I started following... Oh, okay. Doctors. Uh-huh. And there's this doctor, Dr. Love. I mean, his name oh, is actually I Dr. Love. Oh, I've seen the guys. Yep. He's yep. actually okay. very, I'm like, familiar with him. late 20s, maybe early, early 30s. Okay. But he's, he talks about medication or, like, medicine or natural herbs so that people, he's a, a doctor that fights against Alzheimer's and dementia and all that. Mm-hmm. And come, come and find out. Like, even with alcohol. I would forget right. people's names on that. And then I start watching this guy. Okay. And it made me a little nervous. Like, oh, maybe I have, uh, maybe it's old age or maybe I'm like in that, f- in that pool. So right. that's, just, that's part of the reason why I stopped drinking as much. And now no, that's I, great. Yeah. And I, now, mm-hmm. now when I do drink, I'm much more moderate drinker. So, oh, yes. So that's what true. I, so, what, so, so now I drank maybe twice a week I but I only have two beers yeah but I tell you what when I see these doctors and all this mm-hmm. stuff they're not really trying to swap something I, I can't tell you that one way or another but you know you can find certain doctors that are not trying to sell you something but just right. give you a warning yeah. of what you should be looking for mm-hmm. and maybe a natural herb to take right so that's why I take lion's made and I figured that I was probably low on my magnesium because of energy and all that. So oh, yeah, I started yeah. taking that. Yeah. However, be careful with taking all these nutrients right away because it, some of them, like magnesium, can sometimes uh, uh, constipate you. I've heard of that too. Uh, sugar-free candy. No. I, I try candy. to watch it on my sugar intake too because I do have diabetes. I have type 2. And what I do is I buy the sugar-free stuff now Hershey's has a good one um, there's a couple of different companies that make a good and you can't tell it, that it's it's unsweetened it tastes just like the real thing to me anyway but you know what's so weird but with those you have to be careful because if you have too much sucralose or the whatever derivative your your fake sugar or whatever it is yeah will will give you the runs All right. so if you eat with 15 of those tiny little candy bars you're gonna be running the toilet because they will clean you up so you have to be careful with that you have to do that in moderation, and that's with anything, you know. Well, it's you know, trying to keep yourself healthy, but at the same time, <laughs> it can be it can be dangerous too, you know. Well, you um, know what's weird about that? Now that you mention it, I've been, I've been, I mean, I've been told that taking like Splenda and all this other artificial mm-hmm. sugar stuff, even in Diet Coke and all that, that mm-hmm. stuff is really bad for you. Yeah, the the um, um there's. Polysolysorbate or whatever the heck is in it's an artificial sweetener. Now, I believe Splenda has uh, Cetavia or whatever this certain kind of plant yeah. that they use as a natural sweetener. Because I've tasted sweet and low, I don't like that. I've seen another with with the potassium in it, and it depends on wh- who manufactures this and what they use. Now, 
stevia, I think that's pronounced, if I'm wrong, forgive me, but I think is a more natural where it doesn't have an effect like sucralose would or a fake sugar. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that I've known, that I've heard of, and that's why I like Splenda. Now, do I use sugar and sometimes? Yeah, a little bit, but I got to be careful. I got to watch my, I can't, my blood sugar's got to be, you know, I don't want to overdo it. Yeah. So I have to keep an eye on that too. So, yeah. and even with vitamins, that comes up also. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, I tell you, folks, I tell you what. You know, I read, I'm reading this. Uh, the uh, the Greek emperor Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Oh and, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking and, about. And uh, the book that I'm reading is about him. It is mental or spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's interesting. It's not Aristotle. It's not Plato. Okay. Oh, I think we it's I think we discussed Plato last time too. We we well, had our podcast, so yeah. Well, like for example, like Marcus Aurelius, he was an emperor. Okay. He had spiritual guiding uh, guidance to his life. He. Okay. He focused on energy, being uh, a good leader, a mm-hmm. spiritual person, uh, understanding his people. Right. Uh, he had a some form of you know uh, hesitation about his own governmentship towards people and towards okay. his people in Rome. Okay. So it was interesting to keep reading this book, and and you know if you read Aristotle, Plato. Plato's more about structure and rules. The okay. Christian faith goes a lot by what Plato says. Okay. So every, I mean, as soon as you know what's the right thing to do, you should do the right thing. So mm-hmm. technically, if you know that, for example, if you know that alcohol is a a drunk supplement, mm-hmm. if you want to call that, but yeah, I guess you could. If say you get drunk, drug, yeah. he would tell you don't it do is. alcohol right. or anything like in that field. But. However, like, you know, if you go with Aristotle, it's more flexible. Like, he understands that people are going to make mistakes. He was more, he's much more of a philosopher, thinker, than an analyzer, and okay. and assumes the right decisions here and there based on what you believe in. Mm, so, right. so, for example, like Aristotle, no, actually, is Socrates. When Plato, the Plato Republic, I'm going back and forth right now, but. When Socrates in the, in the conversation, because Socrates never wrote anything. So, example is like when you become an old man, or like the, the question is, do you asking Socrates, one of the uh, peoples or people that he's hanging out with, ask Socrates, do you miss being a young man and, and flocking around with a beautiful woman or women? Like, no, those days are over. They don't uh, exist yeah. no more because they, it's true. not. I am yeah. not in that prime in my life, and it's not important to my, to me, my, to yeah, my body not. because I, I'm yeah. not me. And I noticed that too. So, yeah. Plato put that in the book, mm-hmm. in the Republic, and it was just always in that state of mind of ma- uh, maturity. Okay. And I think, I think what. I think what reading Marcus Aretas, the uh, the Greek, uh, I mean the Roman emperor and uh, philosopher, he kind of doesn't say anything like that, but he questions his own state of mind about what's the right thing to do. 
and okay. how you should treat people, how you should right. treat That's others, where your energy is going to go for positive things positive instead things. of negative things. Ah, I see. Yeah. So, I mean, I could get into <coughs> more detail some other time, but okay. now I'm here to change subject a little bit. Um, I got a friend of mine, Jerry. And we go brewery hopping, and, and oh, yeah, Dre's, and Dre and Sean have joined us before too, and it's really fun because you get to taste the food, you get to taste what kind of beer they have, and, and a lot of places will give you a taste, they'll let you taste it before you get a flight or before you buy it, which is great because if you don't like it, there's no sense drinking it because otherwise you're going to pour it out. That's a waste. Yeah. So I think that um, so when we go out and do that, we'll maybe have two beers, but you got to watch the ABV. Some of it's 11, some of it's 12. You get these higher ABVs, which alcohol by volume, if anybody doesn't know that. And you're going to have to drive, so you have to watch what you're drinking, and it does add up. So you want to stick to the stuff with a low ABV, but I'm a, more of a porter and dark beer and, and uh, you know, uh, 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 stout guy or whatever. Um, and he's more of an IPA guy or a, maybe a cider or whatever, but... Um, you got to keep an eye on it. You got to you got to watch yourself, and because you can get overdoing it. I mean, you can have one 16 ounce beer, at 11 ABV, and you're gone. You are. You will not be. At, so, it's it's fun, but you have to watch it. You have to be. You know, and, and you can have fun at the same time. We collect stickers. We get the coasters. So um, what? Uh, so what place did you guys go? Well, we stay? went last night. We went to the Knickerbocker, which is owned by Holland Brewing Company, but it's another derivative there. It's still Holland, but it's called the Knickerbocker. Great place. Um, we also went to Broadleaf, which is on Bridge Street. And their food, we had their food. It was incredible. Um, I, we've been to another place called Three Gatos. Their food is good, too. We've been to a place called the Rails, the Rail Station, I think it is. And if I mispronounced that. Sorry. And their food was good also. So we tried it. We try the food. We try smash burgers. Those are really popular now. Um, we try the hors d'oeuvres. So there's well, a lot of places I can recommend what the beer. Um, so what do you like about the, the Knickerbocker? What the, beers well, did the you Knickerbocker, have? it wasn't so much a beer, but Jerry had mentioned how the place was decorated. It was very artistic. It was very eclectic kind of, I guess you could say, but done in a well because that's what makes your, your aviance or your surroundings in a brewery put you in a certain mood. If you can make people comfortable and at ease and calm them with this, they're going to have a better time than is if it's just a metal square building and there's nothing to it. It all it all blends in the food, the ambiance, the, the customers, the the wait staff, you know, the Well, let me help whatever. you out here. So the Knickerbocker is all my new Holland Brewing. Yes. So I've been to both of them. Okay. So the one that is in Holland is right next to uh Hope College. Okay, yeah. That's and where my uh go Hope, my my niece goes there. Yay! She plays soccer. Yay! Really? She's good. Yes. All right. Good. She does very good. Good. So, founders mm-hmm. and and the New Holland Brewing mm-hmm. both started in that campus. Really? Okay. So, wow. one guy that, stayed back in, in the day. That's back in the early early nineties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I bet that was in nineteen ninety four when they were still uh, yeah, trying to test things out. Yeah, things were so yeah. They were doing Just stuff in campus roll. and all this. Mm-hmm. New Holland Brewing decided to stay in, in 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 Holland, Michigan. Right, of course. Now, if you're on, I think it's Main Street. Mm-hmm. If you go to that brewing company, 
it is a very very beautiful setting. The doors during the summer, the doors, yeah, the, the windows yeah, are the garage completely doors open. Are open. Yep. No, the patio. What? The one in in Holland doesn't have garage doors. Oh, it, it has. Oh. It has like windows that, or that is open up, and it's a very kind of like a slider in a way. Like, does it the window fold together and not push really, off not the really. side? It's kind of like. Kinda... It's kind of like the windows go up. Okay. And then. It's a different setting. You have to okay. be there. I okay. got to take you right. there yeah. some time. Okay. I'm sure it's hard to explain. But it's but yeah. right off by the, obviously, the Holland Beach. Mm-hmm. And it, the main street is right there. There's mm-hmm. stores. It's basically got stores up down the street. So you go grocery shopping. No, not grocery shopping, but shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, you take your beer with you. Yeah. But it's a very, and there's a couple of other restaurants and places to go to. There but are a lot of neat places it's, around town. It's right there. The one on Bridge Street, it's like a two-story high. It's a very high building because the location, they can't spread it out. So, But it's that kind of metallic gray look to it. Kind of industrial, I guess. Industrial. It's really industrial. So if you're from Holland, you go in there like, ugh, I don't like it. If you're in Grand Rapids, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's a different setting. It's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. It's a little dark, but you're like, oh, whatever. I like it still. Right. But I tell you the truth, I like the one in Holland better because the way it's set up better. Yeah. The one in Grand Rapids, I mean, I tell right. you what. Yeah. When it, people go to, people either go to Founders or people go to to New, to, to New Holland Brewing. Yeah. And I tell you what, both of those places, I've driven to one to the another. And well, actually, I took the dash, and okay. I took the dash. Okay. So I took it to New Han Brewing one time. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna try their beer. Yeah. Because I'm not a big. Right. I'm not a really big New Han Brewer guy, I guess. You know, Just I'm only, not, they they got some good stuff, but only it's, because I what I had yesterday Knickerbocker was yeah. But only because I say this because my first beers were of craft beers of with founders. Yes. I do know that they that they have this beer called. It starts on the M, Dragon's Milk. No, yes, I'm sorry, yeah, Dragon's, Dragon's Milk. milk. They had this, which is 11, 12%. No more that, Dragon's Milk White, though. That's gone. They don't oh, make that anymore. But they don't? No, they don't. Really? Yep, they discontinued. They got a new one now. We, we saw the new one, but we didn't drink it. Okay. So we don't really know about the new one yet, the, so, the replacement. As it so was. Dragon's Milk is comparable. Well, I can't always say because I don't have a lot of. Well, It's comparable. It's, I would say this. It's comparable to... Founders KBS, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, I guess don't quote me. I know you guys out there, craft brewing yeah. guys out there, who are professionals. But yeah, and you know, and those people that don't know um, about the craft breweries and stuff is that um, it depends on. Now, what I've noticed too is you can go to different locations of different stores. Now, we went to the Atwater, which is downtown where the Olds Manor used to be years ago. Um, and Andre and, and other friends were there too. And we happened to notice that there was only one girl in the place. And the, the beer was not that good. The service was bad. Now, if you go to Atwater that's originally from Detroit, it's totally different. I mean, they're, they're well, flowing, yeah, they're course. moving there. Yeah. So I've noticed that too. Now that you mentioned it, the different breweries, even the same ones are different in different locations depending on where you are and how many people frequent that. You know, well, I've I noticed think that too. Atwater is on Monroe and Michigan or yep. Michigan and Bridge. Yeah. 
or I mean Monroe and and Bridge or, or Bridge and yeah Monroe Monroe, Monroe so and it, Michigan nerd. so yeah, what happens is so, that yeah. Bridge turns into Michigan and Michigan yes. turns into the Bridge right depending which way you're going exactly so that location for Atwater is yeah. prime that is. location that facility in there is beautiful it is a it's yeah the I, beautiful no, I like the decoration yeah that's good but but however I tell you what. They just don't have this. No one has, they don't staff. has staff. Well, you know, it's lacking staff. So and they mentioned something earlier, and, and, and I'll pop this in real quick. That Jerry had looked something up, and he says everything's fine except their service sucks. And the reason why is suddenly had one person in the whole entire building working at, it. and then after a while they had two. But still, that's going to affect your business. That's going to make you, you know, I mean, they they can't help it, I guess. But I mean, you're going. Oh, that's why the service is bad because there's only one person or two. Well, I think well, you know, later gets some the more lady got come in. Well, the lady got screwed because her management yeah. bosses left. Yeah. Without any backup help. No. And that's terrible. Truth, when, that's terrible. When you guys got there, it was like at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it was. It was just but, there was maybe four people in there when Jerry and I walked in, and you guys had joined us later. But by, by the time we got there, it was like oh yeah, four forty-five. Oh yeah, there was so there's so many more people. Yes. Exactly. So, come on. You know that. And then another gal came in, but that was it. There was only two. And we're sitting there going, why would, because the waitress told us, she, or the gal that was there says, well, my manager thought it, I could handle it, and he thought he was going to go home. And I'm thinking, well, that's not a very good manager. When a desperate situation, the manager's job is supposed to roll up his sleeves and jump in right along with the employees. In my line of work, what I remember yeah. from back in the day. You, but nowadays, with kids' attitudes and people's attitudes, they're like, well, I'm the manager. I'll do what I – and I don't have to do that, which is a bunch of BS, if you ask me. My well, manager would pitch in, roll up his sleeves and pitch in because it help out. Well, I think – right. But – Well, uh, so we went to Founders to have dinner. Mm -hmm. I had their – It's very good. I had the Dirty Bastard sandwich, which is great. And what did you have? I had uh, Philly's cheesesteak. Yeah. Okay. Sandwich. I don't. I think they needed more cheesesteak taste to it. Yeah. I don't like. I didn't. I didn't. Touch with. I've had better cheesesteak or Philly's cheesesteak mm -hmm. at my own workplace. Okay. Yeah. And and, and that with, that there's good food at your workplace too because yeah. I've eaten there <laughs> several <Yeah>. times. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is great, but no, I get it. I get it. And and you know, I've heard too now. I have friends of mine, and their son, I think he still works there. He might not anymore. He had the with a management anyway, and he used to make the sandwiches there. And he used a ciabatta bread, and they used you know. And it, but like you said, and I think I know the reason of that from when I talked to my friend's son that worked there. I don't think he works there anymore. But it's talking about management is changing. Um, people were investing. People from Europe or France are investing into the founders. There's another founders now too. I think there's one in. Don't quote me. I think in Detroit. No, they're closed for different reasons. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, Maybe it used to be. From what I understand, okay. Well, but I didn't was, know that. Um, and but yeah, that's. But I tell you what, I thought it was interesting that Founders was in that Little Caesars arena. Really, I did. Yeah, know and that. I thought I was like, why would you even have that in the arena? Because a, yeah, the arena is only open during certain games. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And during the summer, they're never going to be open because. Mm -hmm. That's the where the Pistons and the Red Wings play. Right. So yeah. in April, the end of April, all Shaban closes. And if you're in hockey, you go into what, May? 
Yeah, early June and the season's about over. April, for the yeah, Cup. about April is when you hockey well, season's pretty well, much done at after April. No, no, no. If you go into the Stanley Cup, oh well, that goes into June. Oh, does or it? late oh. May. Oh, okay. okay. If the, if the NBA May. that goes okay. into early June. Ah, okay. But June, okay. the, the Pistons are a little bit far back to get into the NBA Finals, and the Red Wings are moving a little more ahead of step and get into the uh, Stanley Cup era. But so what you're saying is you, you don't think that they should have that founders in no, in the no, stadium? Well, they should you, never they have those. Like you, I mean, it's like a those, mini founders that serves well, founders beer, right? But it's not. Sh- what you mean is establishment. Yeah, okay, big where stash, people not can a little. Go okay. And eat. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what time of the year or what it is. But I mean, I'll tell you well, what. You're seasonal. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just, I mean, well, I think, well, one of the reasons why the founders closed over there is because management and employees were bumping heads about. Yeah. I've heard that some young lady was being disrespected because of, of her position. Wow. Wow. And yeah, maybe she was the head honcho or whatever. Oh, all right. Or whatever. She was the head manager there and the guys there just didn't want to respect her or whatever. But that's just the theory out there. I'm right. Quite maybe not really sure about it. Yeah. Well, now um, we're going to cover another thing here too. And then we're going to, uh, we got another thing, one more after this that Andre is going to discuss. I'll show it to him. Um, but um, my neighbor Mike, um, you probably don't know him. He's never been on the show. I don't think he ever will be. But he's my neighbor for 16 years. Um, and come to find out the other day, he has prostate cancer. Now um, he already has COPD. He smokes like a chimney. Um, he's had cancer before, which is lymphoma. He beat that. But now he's got a choice between chemo and radiation, and they both suck. Uh, I think radiation is weird. So the point that he's at now, he's pretty much saying, from what I understand, he's saying, screw it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let it take me and go because I've had it with life. I'm tired of being sick and tired. My sister had it. She died. My brother had it. He died. You know, it's one of those things. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But, you know, that's your situation. But it's unfortunate. So I try to humor him and, like, talk like it's not going on. We don't mention it, uh, even though we really do. And, you know, and Mike is Mike, and he can be a prick sometimes, and he can be really generous, but all around, he's 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 okay guy. But, you well, know, with cancer, it's 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 so, it's, that's kind of sad, you know. Well, um, I think, I know Mike. Yeah. And I think, Mike, well, yeah. I'm going to say this. I think, I think Mike kind of shoots himself in the foot. Oh, yeah, right, what, he, he does, yeah. What I mean by yeah. this is that he'll have, People stop by and ask him to go golfing and all this, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to do it. This is long before he even had cancer. Yeah, this is way you're right. Yeah. So, Mike He's has a, a way. Too. Well, he doesn't mind being alone. Actually, I think no. sometimes he prefers to be alone. I really do. I mean, I think aside I, from me, I think the only person he usually hangs out with me would be me. Really, I mean, he's got a friend Brian. He's a plumber. He's got friends from years back, back in school. He doesn't hang out with. So go ahead. Yeah, I just you know it's. it's I think it's just Mike. Unfortunately, I think Mike's. I think all right. I think if you are, I just think that personally, you have to roll with the punches. Right. Exactly. And I think that he, regardless of how he was brought up or what his parents said. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a happy environment. 
I did, yeah. and I did. Like I no, almost, you, yeah. So when I was adopted, or before I was adopted, I didn't live yeah. a real great life. No, uh. Uh-uh. So when I came to America, I lived yep. a pretty great life. Mm-hmm. But my parents followed like cats and dogs, and yep. my mom said a couple of horrible things to me. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've experienced that with a stepmother. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't let that behavior yeah, or that okay. BS talk. Affect your my life way and how I look at women uh, or how I look yeah, at other okay, people yeah, and all that's, that stuff. That's true. That's very true. So, I just think that a lot of people, like Mike, regardless of you going through whatever, yeah, right, yeah, whatever, whatever you're going you through, through, yeah, which is I mean, your attitude, yeah, yeah. his attitude kind of like he's a jokester, but he's like he can get really bitter and really just very bitter. Uh, that's right because I remember I said. One day I was sitting with and Dre had met Andre had met Mike. I said, "So what do you think of Mike?" And Andre said, "The only word he said he's bitter." And I said, "You know, you're right. Wow, he's bitter. Good, he was. You you caught that right away. And you had only just met him. Yeah, he's bitter. And I go, "What do you think about Mike?" And he's bitter. I'm like, "Wow, you're right. Yeah, okay, he, you could see that too." Look, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I mean, I think that a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, in today's society, we measure ourselves by. I mean, kids we have, um, our spouse, our wives, and all that. Right. And statistics show that men who are married are more, much more happier mm-hmm. than anybody else out there. And right, because he's alone. He's not married. He was, but. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you got to. Yeah, I mean, I you really just got to realize that, you know, you're just not there to change someone's mood swings. Like, if I were right. get, no, if I, I, if I were date again. Yeah. And some girl, I'm not there, I'm not going to be there to make sure that she's always happy. I'm going to be right. there because I like her company. Right, exactly. Remember yeah. that. If you're ever with somebody, it's about companionship and the company that she gives you. Right. It's not always exactly. about how sexy that person is. No. It's, or it's, it's not, not really about, that, yeah. and it's not really yeah, that, that she true. will. All your kids are listen to this because this is true. And if you, go, if you go into a relationship with any girl mm-hmm. thinking that she's supposed to make you happy, you're an idiot. You go in there to make try to make her happy all the time. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't, you don't know what anyone's thinking. Okay. You never know what everyone's thinking, especially in that same relationship. You're not going to know what your spouse thinks 24/7. So you can't fix her problems. Okay. You can acknowledge that. I mean, if you have financial problems, if you have uh, situations where. You know, you got medical problems or you got, you know, or whatever. You can make things better. But to to think that your spouse is supposed to make you horny and happy all the time is like, it's not realistic. See, now with Mike, he was in a relationship. He was married. It didn't work out. And I I know why now. And a lot of times when he mentioned it, it it was her fault. It wasn't his. And I think, no, that's not right. But I never argue with him. But right, in that situation... You brought up earlier, you said it sh- shot himself in the foot, in which he did. He had another relationship with, with a dear friend of ours that, that had moved in with us. Great gal. Um, she's not there anymore, but at the time, and he treated her like crap. And, and he just kept wondering why he, she wasn't doing why she wasn't doing that. And then, you know, I didn't say anything. I thought, you're going to have to figure this out because if you don't see it, then you're blind. And he didn't treat her good. He, he didn't, you know, well, you and, and that say. makes a big difference. Well, you know, you know what? and I mean, I can see uh, now. Well, I, mean, I can I, see he's bitter, and I can see he's angry because he's got cancer. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, 
He told me, and this is fact, he said, you know, they told me there's something wrong there and I should get it checked out and I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. So what he's saying is that he admits that he did screw up because if he had acted on it earlier, maybe they could have caught it in time. Well, you're talking about cancer spreads quickly. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. of so, course. But what, but, yeah, but what but we're that, talking about is is the relationship level of his right, happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. If, he had, if you have somebody with you, you can carry on with your disease and then you're, you're, you're helping you there's because someone there with you yeah, yeah exactly right I, and she was too but I'll tell you now. this it's I think it took one of my friends Big Sexy yeah he told me and this is when I still hung out with him he's like you gotta really, he didn't really say bad attitude but you gotta messed up attitude around women and okay. he didn't want to say women. He just like around people. Yeah. Okay. What he was talking about All right. at that time and place. Sure. Women were around that circle within okay. our environment. Okay. And and I kind of agreed with him mm-hmm. and disagreed at him at that time, but it made a lot of sense. Like. Right. I mean, I just like I I sometimes don't like working with women at all. And it's just be- basically because they they all agree to do, to do something mm-hmm. or to tell other people to do their jobs. Right. But they don't follow through in that work environment. So that right. was the, yeah, that's, that's what makes me tick. Yeah. Okay. But outside the relationships or outside that, that work environment, my right. expectation of women are totally different. So yeah. I don't okay. expect them. Yeah. In a so work environment, it's different for you. It's different, yeah. yeah. Because but it's I, yeah. 90% of it's women. Yeah. And you're the only guy. And yeah, I can feel that way. I know how you feel. I could, I could understand it. So, yeah. but when, what, what, what Big Sexy was saying, like, your attitude is, brings the frown in women's environment. Okay. But I would tell you this. It's probably because of my bitterness of not, of not being able to fulfill my own goals. Okay. As a man. Right. Like you, okay. To be more independent, to make a lot more money, to able to do things yeah. that most men are able to do, and to make. When I say most men are able to do stuff, I'm talking about right. physically things that will make women more attracted to you. Okay. When you sure. have a disability, women will. I mean, no, if you have right. a physical yeah. disability, yeah. women yeah. will hypothetically cut you off from their chain of love mm-hmm. because they don't expect it out of you or they didn't expect it on me mm-hmm. so when i when big sexy was saying that mm-hmm. he was saying like yeah i mean i i think he get it i think right. he understood that yeah i'm not physically attractive but my attitude still no, had I, it. My, no, my attitude, I, yeah, attitude still, has a lot to do with it too you're right my attitude still had to do something with it right so i'm saying to mike if his attitude was different Yes. Not always blame women for his unhappiness. Right. Okay. He would have a better situation than he's in. Oh, absolutely, I agree. Like I you agree. can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, now this uh, might floor you, but there are some, there were times, and there's still where Mike would be in a very good mood. He'd be very helpful. I'd I'd be doing something. He'd say, "Here, use this," and that's it. And other days, he'd be just terrible. I mean, the whole world's going to shit, and he took it out on me. Can I borrow your hose? And argh, the whole time, argh, 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 complain, complain. I'm like, okay, you can borrow my hose, but why are you griping? 
Spot you're like, it. I did it. Like, it, well, you know, it's not my fault. I know the world's fucked up right now, the news. And I, I go, well, I'm sorry, Mike, I don't watch the news. And that's one particular reason I don't watch it, because it's depressing. Quit watching the news. You know what's going on. You know what's going to happen. Just don't yeah. watch it. Don't be reminded of it. But in all, he was taking it out on me. He well, was being a real prick. Well, you know what? He has his days. Well, you know what? It's because he has no one to uh, feed off the base. Nope. He has no one. So his, what I'm his saying, sister-in-law like, and his brother, that's it. That's the only two people in his life, his family. That's his family. Right well, now. a lot of times when people have spouses. I get that. I when get people that, have spouses or a significant yeah, other. He just can't have a spouse. Um, no, nor listen, children. No, no, I mean, no, wait, listen, listen, listen. When people like you have a spouse mm-hmm. and you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. your wife's going, what's wrong? Yeah. And you can say, they effing... Messed up the van, and I mean, got away another two goddamn but days and all this stuff. Yeah, but I'm, you're I'm feeling frustrated. Yeah. But you're frustrated. But then mm-hmm. you're you're not mad at your wife. No, no, just, no, no, no. no but I am just I'm I'm I'm, I'm frustrated, saying, and I'm if I'm talking angry, she assumes I'm mad at her. I'm like, no, I'm not mad. At, I'm talking angry because I'm venting. That's how I vent. That's yeah. how I express myself. The anger gets out of me if I can. But do you do understand something? what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. So he, yeah. well, I don't think you do. What well, you're trying to understand it, Mike doesn't have that person. No, he doesn't. So when he, he yeah. talks to you, mm-hmm. he's venting to you for to you. Yes. So, but he doesn't understand that his anger, venting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that he's pissing you off by you like how are you bitching at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't realize that, and that's no, what happens yeah, to a lot of people yeah, who are. Like my okay, I use yeah. my uncle for example. Okay, when my uncle was, when my uncle was alive, and we played poker, okay, he had unrealistic expectations of women. Okay, he they had to be perfect, in some form they had to be virgins, and there's oh, like man, this that, is this is when he was still, <laughs> this is when he's like in his mid thirties right. when we're still playing poker, okay. and. And he would always give my dad compliments like, oh, Doug's my hero. He's got a wife and kids. And he's living a life that I wish I had. And he's always, and he's saying that stuff. Mm -hmm. But my uncle happened to be a good-looking guy. I would almost compare him to John Cougar Camp when he was younger or even to Brad Pitt. Okay. Maybe a mixture of those two guys. But his attitude towards women or his expectations of women is so out of the out of this world. He was dating a girl, a very pretty girl, when he was in in his mid late twenties. And he and what happened was that he basically kinda got mad at her because mm-hmm. she had a kid. Okay. And at that time it was starting to become normal to be a stepdad or whatever. Mm-hmm. What so they broke up because she had a fight with her ex fiance husband whatever over the kid and okay. he just kind of flipped out and just like I can't do this no more. But his attitude towards that his attitude is at that at that point was like really just dark. But he would never show a darkness towards towards his his nephews and all that, but he would okay. get dark towards talking to my old man and to my okay. uncle, right. who are much older than he is. Well, maybe right. like five, well, 
he was like 15, 20 years younger than oh, my dad. Okay. And he's about 10 years younger than my other uncle who was married to his um, sister. So you have to just, I mean, you got to get, I basically tell people, you, get, you really got to get your head out of your ass. Mm-hmm. And you can't just have this attitude towards women because you didn't get your way because some girl didn't lick your balls and suck your dick. Okay, in other words. But yeah, I mean, it, he, like you said earlier, his expectations of women were totally off the chart. Oh, they my didn't God. Exist. She and had to be like, a virgin. And, yeah. She had to be perfect. No, like, you're no. not going to find that. I mean, nobody's perfect, even women. Nobody's perfect. We're, we're not perfect. We're never born perfect. There's different types of women, and good and bad, but you aren't going to find that particular. This you can search the world over and not find it because that's unrealistic, like you said. So I mean, you're basically yeah, I, describing a slave. It, exactly. Yeah, you got to do this. You got to do that, and that's not a relationship. And no, that's no. that's a one-sided relationship, which and is not good. Right. I get and you. I yeah. did. I did an episode about Andrew Tate. Okay. And this guy's. Describing what's wrong with America. Men are not men. Men are not alpha males. They're not super uh, assertive no more. They're lazy. They're bums. They're playing video games. All this stuff. And his description of what women should be was basically 1950s. A woman should stay at home, care of the kids, oh, that's uh, serve. Almost like serve the guy when he's there because that's what women are. He claims that that's what most women are looking for to guys support him financially. And hypothetically, he's right and wrong. But overall, he's basically describing what women should be in the 1940s or even during the biblical era. Mm -hmm. And he says that most people are not religious enough, they don't have spirituality or. He'll use things are different now. They're totally different. And he was well. Think about this. He was accused of kidnapping women out of their own. They out of they did not want to be in that situation. Right. But he's just kind of like he's he's a very swell, successful kickboxing champion. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. So he's really masculine. I think he's. Pretending to be all masculine. Uh, okay, that would that would be that would be the guy that you're talking about. That's that's real picky and had the perfect woman. Ah, I get it now. Okay, I see. When you said that, then I realized. Okay, now you I should really watch his. You should watch his. Uh, whenever you have a chance, yeah. we'll talk more about Andrew right. Tate. Okay, but you should watch his videos of what women should be, what men should be, uh, what's wrong with America. Right. Um. But to be honest with you, it's just so much to talk about. Well, there we'll is, talk about it. Taste some other time. Okay, we got one last thing, and, and this is about your job. Um, so you want to tell everybody about that? It's a new thing that happened at Andre's work here. And so uh, here's ahead, the all right. Here's the here's my thing about my job. Okay. My job. I go around and help patients order food. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like everyone in my department has to do the same thing and what's happening is that there's different rules for different places nurses yeah. have different rules the aides they have different rules mm-hmm. uh, my department has different rules so it's in simplest form when we order food for the patient 
for the right. next following day. We'd okay. stay within those restrictions. If the patient happens to forget what they want, if they happens to forget to order some a a shake or a dessert or whatever, okay. Technically, we can say no to them. The aides will tell you, "No, can you grab this person? That's the cake or extra fruit." It's they don't understand that they that they are not allowed to ask that. That's a restricted diet, in other words, right? I mean, some of them, no, by, okay. no. I mean, some of them. So when off air, I said restricted. Okay. A lot of times, it's not restricted. It's just the patient wants more food. Pantries are oh. there for that. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. All right. Okay. However, yeah, it's right. Some patients have restrictions. The aides or the nurses will okay. ask you for more for food. I tell them no. Mm-hmm. However, the problem that really holds up here is this. I am the only one following the directions, and so it's right. a couple other women, people on my shift. They tell them, no, you can look at the pantry and do the other stuff. And the problem is that we have people on the second shift or other shifts that will give the people or the nurses whatever they want for the patient. Right. Now, this has become the problem because the management is supposed to play level field. Step in on this and check out. Okay. Make sure that everyone's playing the same rules. Sure. Okay. Now, but that's not field. happening. No. Okay. So what's happening is ah. like I am turning into a, I wouldn't say a bad guy, but I'm turning into kind of like, dude, you got to. Like, I told nurses no a hundred times, and they get really no. mad, and the aides get real mad. They think I'm just being a jerk. No, you're fine. But what's the happening is that I'm very, like, vocalish in my own head. I talk yes. to myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know, I'm the only one doing this, and I'm only one man. And mm-hmm. So the nurses hear me talk to myself, mm-hmm. and then they go run and ran. And say, Andre said this. Like, okay. It's true, though. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. So, again, problem with management is that they don't want to listen. Management, okay. if you're going to follow suit, mm-hmm. you're going to follow the cards. If you're going to follow the, if you make the directions, everyone's got to follow the suit. Right, exactly. Everybody can yeah. play the same game. That's everybody. Nobody gets exceptions. You have to follow exactly. the rules. And you follow the rules. And that's great. I, I think that's a good attitude. But when... When you want to do the rules and somebody else wants to break them, that's not fair. No. That's not fair at all. And it makes you look bad because you're trying to do good, and yet they think you're trying to do bad. Yeah. And you're not bending. You're not a bender. And there's people out there like that in, in the world that like to go by the rules, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, the people that go against the rules, it just creates friction, like you've t- you said. Well, you know, it's, it's not it's – Again, being the only guy that works exactly, in the department yeah, right. is a very mm-hmm. big problem because yeah. the problem that you really have is that – these women well, it's another kind of I sexism think women, it's not yeah, it is, males it's, against females it's different now because yeah. majority you know so I unfortunately think, <clears throat> well I think the problem really is this when women work together right they make up rules along the way mm-hmm. and then they stretch the rules and stretch the rules mm-hmm. until it breaks mm-hmm. and then there's a real big problem but this problem is already broken because right. my manager is doing three jobs. Uh, yeah. The kitchen, they don't have the staff enough for the kitchen. Yeah, yeah and that uh, has a lot to do with it too, right? Staff. Sometimes they don't Everywhere have. Is that well? Right. Yeah. Okay. The problem I'm trying to say is that if your management or the facility sees that 
management is doing three different jobs and she's not supposed to do those three different jobs. Mm-hmm. They should step in and say, hey, what's to be the problem? Why are you doing this? And everybody else is getting fired or laying off or quitting and whatnot. Exactly. So in reality, I'm not really the problem. It's the problem of management. Exactly. But however, my job will be in a situation where I could get released or fired or quit Okay. Yeah. because... They think I'm being disgruntled or they think I'm not obeying. I'm like, no, no, no. no. You're, you're, you're but frustrated. Uh, you're trying to follow rules and yet nobody's doing anything about it. I and mean, that's frustrating. And I to be it. honest with you, when you have, and I said this before, if you don't have the leader to be the lead, mm-hmm. never even follow suit, right. everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. So for you to say that I'm being negative and I'm like, no, no, no. 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 The problem you're, is that you guys don't want to do your job. You don't yeah. want to hire people correctly. Right. And then technically, you got to, if you hire 100 people mm-hmm. and everyone plays by the different roles, <coughs> those 100 people are going to turn into another 100 people that are just going to come in and recycle the system. Yep. But if everyone's playing by the same rule in the it's kitchen or better, NSR, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You're going to have a much better balance teamwork, of your teamwork, it. and exactly. then that way you actually get things more done a lot faster mm-hmm. or more efficiently. But when you make rules and when you're not at work and then some other girl decides to take breaks at or an early break while you're at break and you don't discipline that person, yeah. Yeah. that screws, up that screws the whole system there up. There has to be somebody in somebody's place. Somebody's on break, somebody's working. Somebody yeah. on break, then somebody else is working. You can't have two people on break because you ruin, you lower the staff again. Even though they're there, they're not doing their job. Well, yeah, that that's yeah. the problem. Efficiency, yeah. And it's funny when, when the employees notice this in management, and you're thinking, okay, they know what's going on, but management doesn't seem to know what's going on, and nothing gets done. I've been in that situation. Well, yeah. I really do think that. That's frustrating. What I really do think that Mary Freebed. HR should really look at the situation. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, absolutely, yeah. Because just going to, speaking to people, mm-hmm. just unitize the kitchen, it's a different right. staff. We yeah, pay Mary Freebed. Mary Freebed yeah. pays them to do all yeah, this stuff. So, so it's another, it's not Mary Freebed making food, it's another identity. Identity, yeah, exactly. So, so the, okay. The problem that, that you all have is that you got two identities, and one is being paid. Buy Mary Freebed, but they almost right. have more power than the Mary Freebed people that work there. Okay. In, in, the, in the kitchen, in the NSR. Okay. It should be the other way around. Mary Freebed should always be in right. charge yeah. of Unidine. Yeah. Unidine should always apply to their own, own rules mm-hmm. and be separated. Yeah. So if it, you need people in the kitchen yeah. and you don't want to pay them the same right. amount that NSRs are, yeah. that's not our problem. That's your yeah. problem. Exactly. And I really think that I really think that the kitchen, right, Unidine should have obviously their own chefs, but they should have their own line people in line, mm-hmm. and then the people who transport the food are Mary Freebed people, but the people who are who are preparing the food, the food and preparing uh, is it those is well, okay, those are Unidine. Got it. But the people okay. on the line uh, who are putting on the trays yep. should also be Unidine. Okay, I see. And That's then the people who are the okay. people who are 
So different jobs should be held by certain people, not mixing them together. Is there, well, you're saying yeah. not the entity and Mary Freebed. Ah, I see. I get so it. Unidine sure. should be almost transparent in the food oh, there. Yeah. Mary Freebed people Free should Bed be delivering the, the one food. Delivering the food. So they should drop it off. You guys deliver it, and that's it. They yeah. shouldn't have to deliver it. They shouldn't have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like Unidine is telling Mary Freebed what to do. Okay. Right. And it should be the other, the way, other around. way around. Yeah. Okay. And it should be gotcha. Mary Freebed, and you're yeah. paying them to be in the service of cooking food. You're not there. The Unidine is not there to tell you, to tell Mary Freebed where their employees should be working. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for someone right. in my that's department their job is to get the food get it there prepare it and that's it yeah well just Cut listen right you dine should not be telling that my nsr people like deshonda okay to be working as a supervisor right and she didn't get hired for that okay she got hired in for mary freebed right her job is to get the orders for the people and deliver trays yep. and like what i have to do in the right. morning yep. deliver trays and get orders and her job should never cross into Unidine. Unidine should never tell Deshonda or my management that she do. is yeah. going to be in the kitchen or they need people in the kitchen. That is your problem. If you can't yeah. find people enough to find in that position, that is your problem. Mm -hmm. But don't be touching my people right. and having them do more jobs. And then what happens is that like Deshonda can't get to all the rooms. And then she is actually doing the most incorrect thing in the world. She's inputting food orders for patients that she's never seen. Wow, that's okay. So yeah, what happens is that, right. so what happens is that the patients are getting food that they didn't order. Wow. And then they get upset with the first shift. Like I didn't order this food. Yeah. Where's this food coming from? Yeah. And what happens yeah. is that when you have new admits or you have new people coming in, oh, and then they're they gonna, they're going to mess it up because they're they're new to the job. Because they're not they're not there. Oh, okay. Because Deshaun yeah. is not uh, there because she's working in, uh, in the kitchen. So she shouldn't be in the kitchen. She, she should never be ah, in the kitchen. I got it. Okay. Deshaun right. didn't get hired yeah. by Unidine. Wow. That's that's a messed up situation. See, so you're always gonna have that fr yeah. that 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 problem. Mm. And to be honest with you, it's not really my manager's fault, no. but it is my manager's fault because she needs to understand that she needs if Unidine. And Tina, who has Unidine, her, uh, my manager's boss. Okay. But technically, she should, hypothetically, need, she needs to go to Mary Freebed and say, this is the problem. Yeah. I hired people up to NSR. Mm -hmm. They're doing their job. But when the kitchen's messed up in the weekends or during the week, I have to take my NSR people away from their job, and that messes everything up. She needs to go to Mary Fearbed and say, hey, we, you, are paying Unidine, but Unidine doesn't want to hire people of their own. And that's the biggest, that you nope. need, they need to hire their own people. And if Mary Fearbed pays NSR people $18, $19 an hour, 16 or 17 bucks an hour, mm -hmm. and Unidine doesn't want to pay the kitchen people on, on, the, on the line who do the trays that much money, right. That's not Mary Freebud's fault. That's their fault. Yeah. They need they need to pay their own people. Yeah. We're not in charge yeah. of the cooks. No, so yeah. Mary Freebed no. does not worry about how much the cooks get paid. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but this is what goes on behind the scenes. Now I was a patient there. 
and Andre did a great job and everybody's fine. But you don't see that. All you see is people giving you food or somebody made a mistake or didn't deliver the right food. And I went through that too. But once I started talking on about on, to Andre about the real nitty gritty or what's really going on, I'm thinking, ah, and a lot of people won't see that every day unless somebody tells them. So now is there a suggestion box? And if there is, I don't think it must not be getting used well because wouldn't people put in suggestions like you say, hey, so what can we have a meeting? Can we straighten this out? You know, do you? I we don't have it. Okay. But what happened is this. Yesterday, for some reason, this patient to get lunch and breakfast and dinner. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. But on the on the on the program, okay. on our software, it looked like she got or that patient got fed. Okay. But when we went upstairs to deliver trays, it looked like she didn't get any of her food, even breakfast. Oh, wow. So they okay. text us or they call us. Yeah. And I'm not going to even say this the nursing staff's fault because I don't know. Right. But I'll tell you that's what happened. So we had to make an, a fake breakfast order for her. Okay. So now I had to go upstairs and get her up lunch and dinner. Yeah. And then I had... I. I had to interrupt speech. Okay. And the problem with that is that you can't interrupt the therapist. Oh, got you. All right. But I was yep. so flustered, like, oh, my God, now I'm backtracking. And we delivered uh, trades super late that day. And okay. then I yep. went back up there, got the order. I said sorry to the to speech. To speech therapist. Okay. And what happened is that the guy really can't speak for himself. Okay. So, so the thing is is that she saw me flustered and she's why don't you talk to management like i can't do that anymore because it's just sounds it like i'm work. complaining mm -hmm. and it doesn't work mm -hmm. so i think what she did is she sent a a email to hr okay and i'm hoping that they talk to me and like hey what's gonna be the problem well your, your real big problem is that you denying and mary freebed are exchanging people for for a low amount of help that they can get and okay. I feel like Unidine is telling Mary Freebed what they need or what they should be doing right but in reality Mary Freebed should be telling Unidine what to do and okay. you need to like you need to to make sure that Unidine has their own people okay in the kitchen and then that way you'll fix that problem and that's, then that's to be input. honest with you like that. And, to, and I would say to my to to HR, you need to like level out the playing field. You yeah. can't have certain people follow rules and other people not follow rules. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're proof positive that. And then if you are trying to write me up because I'm walking around and I'm I'm, I'm venting in my own brain, mm -hmm. yeah, that is, becomes a issue because if the nurses hear me, I'm being negative. No, I'm not only being negative towards you. It's like. I'm just tired of nothing getting done, and, and I have well, to deal with it. And well, it, it's frustrating, too. It's, it doesn't it's just frustrating to have yeah. management mm -hmm. not do what I they're told to do or not to telling us that they're not going to fix it. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to fix the problem, then don't come and talk to me about fixing my problem. Don't right. be telling me I'm going to get you written up. Fix your up. problem first, and then you can come fix it. Don't, exactly. don't write me Got up you. because someone like Deshonda no. taking breaks early or Tavana or yeah. Sadie or it, whoever it's is like, in there. Yeah, it's like if you 
you don't bend the rules and if you obey the rules then you get in trouble but if you break the rules it seems like you get away with it not you but i'm yeah. just saying other people that's unfair that's not right i get you yeah i, I can see that i really can see that now so in other words and i really don't know i don't really think it's a good idea for i'm not going to say it's because I mean, one of my management's gonna hear this, and then they're yeah. like, "Well, you're being so we better be you're careful, being right. negative towards us." But yeah, to, well, but what do you I'm expect? Not. I mean, of course, we're gonna be negative because we, we we want something done. It's not a lot to ask for, but if you at least look into it and say, "Nah, nah, we'll we'll look into it," I've I've been in a situation like that too where they were having this machine and it was running, but they never repaired it, and I never knew why. I kept saying, "Needs this, needs that." Need unbeknownst to me they were going to get rid of the machine anyway so why repair it and put money into it if they're going to wait but they never told me that oh, yeah. so i'm frustrated too why aren't you fixing it okay well finally i finally get out of my job and come to find out later oh that machine was going out anyway so we just figured why fix it we, we didn't tell me that mm. now if they had told me that i would have had a better attitude okay we're doing so now i don't have to be so particular how could you didn't get this count? Well, because yeah. the machine needs repairing. It's old. It's the lab. Well, you got it yesterday. Well, the machine operates differently in different temperatures. It's a whole different thing. So that was frustrating, too. I, I get your point. Yeah. 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 All right, folks. Yeah, we're. Know. I think we hit, <laughs> we hit the 140th yeah. minute. Holy cow. Wow. We, but we a lot of times people tell me that your podcast got to be longer than 45 minutes. It does. We, we get guess, tangent but, off a little bit. But, but uh, Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre yeah, Podcast Show. Thank you for popping in, listening to this podcast. Talk to a little bit about everything to talk about. We talked about vehicles. We talked about old age, um, old muscular age dystrophy, and job relationships and situations. Um, yeah, human yeah. relationships with yeah. people. We try to cover a lot of things, though. Yeah. We, and, and sometimes it's we forget and we kind <laughs> of tangent a little bit and get off our. But we still try to. Uh, talk about the topics that we do talk about um so so know. i'm not sure next time ron's gonna be on the show but yeah it's, it's hard to my so schedule, we'll try so. to figure this out uh thank you for listening to the podcast thanks everybody uh, appreciate uh, it thanks ron for showing up hey thank you dre uh, the crazy dre podcast show you can listen to the apple podcast spotify on the website podcast on buzzsprout uh thank you buzzsprout for distributing my stuff uh Peace and love. Talk to you soon. Sean and I will probably do another sports broadcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, people. All right. We'll Peace. see you. I'm out.